Welcome to the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com slash citizens. All right. What's up? Wow. What's up, citizens? How we doing tonight? Good? Yeah. All right. That's kind of weak sauce. How are we doing, citizens? Let's go. Who's excited? It's Wednesday night. It's the best night of the week. It's my new favorite night of the week. There is nowhere else I'd rather be on a Wednesday night. Uh, I'm very excited to be here with you guys. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Noah. This is kind of my first time teaching today. So uh, fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if it's worth it. Um, my wife is over there. Her name's Jocelyn. Uh, if I haven't met you, if she hasn't met you, we'd love to meet you out in the lobby afterwards. And if I ask for your name a second or third time, I'm sorry, I'm trying my best, okay? I promise, I really am. There's just a lot of you, which is an amazing thing. Um, so we're gonna be in a new series tonight called Refuge. It's gonna be in Psalm 46. If you haven't already opened up uh, to it, go ahead and flip there right now. And uh, as you're turning there, as you're uh, flipping there, I first wanted to, uh, before we dive into God's word, I uh, wanted to say thank you to the leaders and to the student, to you guys, the students, uh, to Stacy and Courtney and the elders and everyone who has welcomed us into this community. Um, I recognize that this place is very precious. Citizens Youth is a very, very precious and delicate thing that was uh, prayed over. It was well thought out. It was constructed over many, many, many years. And so I just want to say thank you for welcoming us, my wife and I, into this. Um, we're going to give it our best. We're going to give it our all because that's what the Lord has called us to do. So thank you so much. Um, and we're going we're gonna to give it our best. So thank you, guys. All right, Psalm 46, uh, as we're gearing up towards our winter conference, which is going to be awesome. I hope to see every single one of you there. As we're gearing up to our winter conference, we're going to be uh, diving deep into Psalm 46, where we are, uh, are in a series called Refuge. Um, we see all throughout Scripture, uh, God has revealed himself, and there are different attributes of God that show up all throughout Scripture. And so I don't know about you, if you've been a believer for some time now, you've probably had a season of your life where you have latched on to certain attributes of God uh, in that particular season. Uh, an example of this might be, there's a season maybe where you're struggling with some loneliness. You're struggling with uh, just the ability to make connections with other people. And you think, man, I really need to look towards God as a friend. I just wanna dwell with God in his word. I wanna be with him. And maybe when you look back on that season, you think, oh, I really saw God as a friend for a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever it was. And maybe there's a season of your life where uh, there's some sort of physical problem, whether it's you or with a grandparent, a sibling, something, and you really just prayed that God would show up, that God would be the sovereign king and healer in that moment and situation. And there's a season maybe where you've looked towards God as a healer. And then maybe there's a season where you've uh, been looking to God to be your provider. You need something, um, whether it's financial, emotional, there's just a need that you feel like you need in order to serve God better. So you pray and the Lord provides it. And you look back on those seasons and you think, man, the Lord is really my friend. The Lord really provided for me. The Lord really healed me in that season. 
I know the believers in the room can attest to that, that there's different attributes that you uh, connect to over the years. But I think more than any time in our lifetime, we need to connect to God as our refuge and strength. I mean, Courtney just said something incredible, the idea that people are seeking out psychics more so than ever in this past year. I also know that there's incredible numbers that show the sales of uh, alcohol are up, the sales of other drugs are up, and the numbers bleed right into people who aren't even of legal, legal drinking age or legal anything age. There's something happening right now in our world where we need peace. There's a lot of chaos, right? The things that we thought were really rock solid have kind of shaken a little bit this year. And I know it's affected us globally with the pandemic. It's affected us as a country with the ongoing injustices and things that we've seen in our society. And I know it's affected a lot of us personally this year. And in this series, in Psalm 46, we're gonna be seeing that the Lord has revealed himself to be a refuge and a strength. I don't know about you, but I've needed personally to look towards God as my refuge and my strength more than ever this year. Because if I can admit it on the first night, I know it's not super popular to kind of admit this on the first night, I'm really tired. Man, it's been kind of a whirlwind for me and I'm excited to be here, I'm happy to be here with you, but there's been some days where I am just exhausted in need of some help and the Lord has offered himself uh, a strength and a very present help in trouble for us. And so that's what we're gonna be diving into today. Um, but before we dive into scripture, let's pray really quick. God, thank you for the opportunity to preach your word. Thank you so much that you've revealed yourself as a refuge. Thank you for uh, showing us that you are willing and ready to help us and to be here for us in times of need. God, help me to, um, in these few short verses, help my opinion fade to the background, help my ideas, the things that I thought were a good idea, would those fade to the background and would your truth stand out overall, God? God, we know your word has power and help us to uh, connect to it and believe it tonight. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So Psalm 46, verses one through three, just a couple verses here. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at it's swelling. Now, these are a few short verses, but uh, the truths behind these verses are absolutely significant. Psalm 46, the entire psalm uh, that we're going to get into over the next couple of weeks, is a beautiful image of God's authority and God's presence in all things. Now, in, within the next uh, couple of verses, I want us to take away three things. There's three things that I think are present in this passage. I think first, there's a challenge for us to recognize there's a challenge that we face on a daily basis in verses two and three. I think there's a comfort knowing that the Lord is present. The Lord is a very present help in times of trouble in verse one. And I also think that there's a calling for you and me to seek out God as our refuge. So we're gonna kind of work backwards through the scriptures. We're gonna start in verse three and then we're gonna go up. Stay with me. I know it might be a little confusing. Um, so let's read here, uh, starting in verse two. It says, we won't fear, even though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. 
Now, the imagery here in this psalm is absolutely beautiful. It's the imagery of this uh, natural disaster, this crisis that is absolutely rocking the earth as we know it. Uncontrollable water, uncontrollable raging seas overtaking mountains. We live in a world today that's susceptible to um, natural disasters like this. I don't know if you remembered a couple months ago, um, here on the West Coast, there was a couple flyers does anyone remember that? Remember when like the whole earth was on fire a couple months ago? It's absolutely crazy. I could see the smoke all the way out in Chicago, like 2,000 miles away one day. I was like, why is it so blurry today? They're like, it's smoke. I was like, from like California, Oregon, what are you talking about? So that's an example of something crazy, uncontrollable that we just have no control over. And the earth can uh, physically give way to something like that. I really like what the passage says here, though the earth gives way. Maybe you've seen a natural disaster on TV, a tornado, an earthquake, something like that. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I've lived through an earthquake. I don't know, maybe if anyone else has, don't raise your hand because I want to make it seem like it's special. Um, I lived through an earthquake. It was an East Coast earthquake, so it's not a really exciting story, but I'll still tell it anyway. So uh, it's right before my freshman year of high school. Like, I'm, it's 2011, everything's great. I'm on my iPod Touch. I think it's awesome. And... Um, I remember it very specifically. I was kind of just sitting down uh, on the couch and I look over at the wall, I kind of feel something and there's a picture frame on the wall. It's like shaking, like back and forth. I'm like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, that's strange. Now again, I'm in Virginia at the time. So this is the East Coast. I've never seen an earthquake. I don't know what it's like, you know, I have no idea. And all of a sudden it like the whole house starts shaking a little bit and I stand up and I'm like, oh my gosh, the house is shaking. What's going on? And my first thought is the dryer must be broken. It's gone crazy downstairs. It's shaking the whole house. What's going on? And all my siblings like walk out of their bedrooms. They're like, do you feel this is happening, right? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And uh, of course, like, any, like if a Southern California kid is in here, you know, it's like, yep, those always happen. All you got to do is go under a table and wait until it's done. And that's it. And us East Coasters were there and we're like, maybe we'll die right now. I don't know what to do. We're supposed to hide somewhere. Are we supposed to go somewhere? And then it stopped because it was like a 2.2 on the Richter scale or something. Anyway, so I lived through the earth physically giving way. I don't want to brag, but I did. And it's just stories like this, the idea that the earth, there are things that happen that are uncontrollable. There are things that rage around us that we have absolutely no control over. Continuing on in the passage, it says, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, look at this, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So we live, I live now, we all live in a beautiful part of the country where there are massive mountains somewhere off in the distance. Uh, again, I, I lived in Virginia for a couple of years and it was all kind of like rolling mountains. I thought they were like the prettiest thing I've ever seen. And when I came out here for the interview, I was blown away with Mount Hood off in the distance and the Columbia River and like a beautiful sunset. I'm like, it's perfect here. There's nowhere else better than this. This is amazing. The idea that you guys just live around places uh, where there's incredible mountains, it's awesome. Um, the idea here in scripture and also the idea all throughout literature is that mountains represent this thing that just, they don't change. Like if you look at a picture of Portland from 50 years ago, Mount Hood's still in the background. It's just, it looks the same as it does today. You can't say the same thing about Mount St. Helens, but the, you know, cause it like blew up or whatever, which is crazy. So maybe it's not a good analogy I'm doing right now. Anyway, we'll move on. But um, 
The idea is like mountains represent something that they don't change, they don't move, they never fall down. And the Bible's being so specific here, just this image of mountains, this uh, symbol of something that is immovable is starting to shake, it is starting to fall into the depths of the sea. This is our challenge. This is something that we see here in scripture. Challenges will arrive when the earth gives way. Because the words here in scripture, they aren't just specifically about natural disasters. It's also addressing the reality of the ever-changing and the ever-challenging situations that are going to arise in our lives. It's not just about the natural disasters. Those, those are our problems. These, uh, this imagery, this story also shows us about the many challenges that we can face. Challenges will arrive when the earth gives way. That's a powerful idea. The earth just physically falling. The earth physically not being able to hold something. If you have a house and the foundation of the house gives way, your house is probably going to fall. Hate to break it to you. If you sit on a chair and the chair like breaks a leg or something and you fall down, the chair's given way and you're falling on the ground. These are the challenges, not just of physically of the earth, but of the situations we can face in our lives. And we have to understand that there's going to be situations and challenges in our lives that shake and crumble the foundations that we thought just couldn't give way. We thought that they could not change at all. Maybe for you, it's an emotional turmoil that you've never felt before, some sort of swelling of anxiety, some sort of swelling of depression, or both, and some days you just can't tell the difference. Maybe that's happened to you and you never thought and you've never walked through that before. Maybe it's a difficult goodbye that you had to endure. Maybe it's a loss of a job or a loss of security or the loss or just the reality of a crushing rejection and just uh, broken dreams in front of you. Now, I don't want to assume that I know you, that I know your challenges. I've just met a lot of you guys. But in a room this size, I'm willing to say that there's a couple of us who have walked into this room feeling like the mountains are shaking that the seas are raging. So what did you walk in with? Is there something in your life right now that you were so sure and that you had such a strong foundation and such a strong connection to? And recently there's been this swelling, there's been this swirling, and all of a sudden you feel the ground beneath you start to shake a little bit. This year, I think a lot of us have experienced that. Seas can rage in our lives. The earth can give way. We have to address this reality first in order to get to the good news. So again, we're working backwards through scripture. Look here in verse one and two. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Present in this passage too is, I think, a comfort. There's a comfort in knowing God is very present for you right now in your life. Even though the earth gives way, and even though there's trouble surrounding us, unlike that we've ever seen before, there's nothing to fear if you're in Christ, if you've followed Jesus Christ as your savior, because he promises here in scripture that he will be very present. And that's comforting to me. And I hope it's comforting to you. Very present. Think about that for a second. Very present the Lord of the universe, the ones who set all things in motion, has said to us that he is very present, a very present help in times of trouble. 
So think about this. I like the specific emphasis, you know, very present. So think about this. Let's say um, you have a super smart friend. Maybe you are the super smart friend. I don't know. Maybe you have a super smart friend who has like uh, the same math class as you, but they have it first period and you have it like sixth period. And there's a big test. Have you ever done this? Where like you kind of need to rendezvous a little bit with them at lunchtime. You're like, hey, how was the test? And you like really trust that person, because there's a smart person, is this just me? I would always try, I don't know how Zoom works these days. I, I forgot about that, whatever. Well, anyway, back like 100 years ago or whatever, when people went to school, um, I felt like I was trying like, hey, how was first period? You took the test, right? And I wouldn't cheat, but I'd be like, how was it? Was it hard? Was it easy? Did you do well? And I'd always try and meet, meet up with the smartest person. And uh, if they were ever like, oh yeah, it was very hard. Then I'm like, all right, great. I'll write a zero on the top of the page and just hand it in. I don't, I don't have any help. That's kind of my thing. All right, or what if you have like that really nerdy friend? Maybe we can identify with this analogy a bit better. Uh, maybe you are the nerdy friend. I don't know. But like, do you have a really nerdy friend who's like super in the comic books, super into like the history of DC and Marvel, like Matt up here down front, like super nerd status, which is awesome. It's good. It's a good thing. Um, and then like a new movie comes out. Again, analogies are breaking down today. The, mo- the new movie comes down on like... YouTube or whatever they, wherever they put movies now on, HBO Plus, I don't know. And um, all of a sudden you like talk to this person and you're like, oh, how was this movie? Because I know you really like this comic book. And if you're like, oh, it was very good. Then you kind of like trust them a little bit, right? We have the ultimate credibility here on this page because God specifically wrote this book, God's Holy Spirit inspired the writers of scripture and God himself is saying he is very present in times of trouble. I pay attention to when God says anything is very something, right? But what he chooses to tell us here is that he is very present for you in times of trouble. Straight from the author, very credible, extremely credible. The Israelites saw uh, throughout the history of the Old Testament, the Israelites saw firsthand the goodness of God and the closeness of God as he showed up for them time and time again. He showed up, he helped bring them out of slavery in Egypt. They run to the Red Sea, they're stuck. God splits the Red Sea. God brings them out into the wilderness and he protects them in and through that. King David, the psalmist, he knows the goodness of God, the closeness of God, even when he's hiding in a cave, even when his enemies are out to kill him, he is still willing to say that he has a very present help in times of trouble. But still, I think it's insane that the writers of this scripture, they, wouldn't, they don't know yet how close God really is gonna get. They don't know how present God is about to get because in a couple hundred years, you could physically hold God as a baby. Jesus came, this, this idea, it echoes all throughout scripture. This is the whole narrative of scripture and the whole narrative of the gospels right here, the idea of God being very present because God came down to earth to walk among us, to walk with us, to be here uh, with his people. And he died, he lived a perfect life, he died, he rose again in order that he can have a relationship with us. I'd say that's pretty present, right? I would describe that person as very present in the lives, not only the people he met and he healed, but in our lives today. It's the whole narrative of scripture and it should comfort us greatly. Sometimes I think that we can read this passage and kind of read it with our heads and not our hearts. 
We could say, okay, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore I will not fear. Check, good. Right, if, you're, if you've been a believer for some time, I'm tempted to do this. I understand it, I got it. If I ever need God for something, oh yeah, God's very present help in time of trouble, perfect, I got it. But it doesn't become a reality that we live by. It doesn't make its way to our heart and we don't live life like that. So what stops us? What stops us from going to God when we're facing trouble? Because it's clear he's close to us. It's clear he's very present. But sometimes, what stops us from going to God? Well, I think it could be one of these three things. Maybe you identify with one of them. Maybe you identify with two of them. Maybe you identify with all three of these things. First of all, sometimes I think we don't go to God because we think our current problem is not significant enough for God. Maybe that's one thing. We think, okay, all right, God probably has like a hierarchy of needs, you know? He's like up here, he's focusing on this and, and this, and that's probably a big prayer request. And he's probably thinking a lot about how I sin. That's probably way up there as well. And way down here is probably my problem about anxiety. So I'm just not gonna bother. I'm just not gonna think about it. I'm sure I can just white knuckle it and figure it out myself, right? Maybe you experience that. Maybe that's why you don't run to a very present help because we don't think our problem's significant enough. Friend, I'm telling you, if it's big enough for you, God cares about it. God cares about you and he cares about what you're walking through. Maybe another reason, maybe we think that we've gone to God way too many times. Maybe we think we like maxed out our credit card of prayer like, and going to God. God doesn't wanna hear from us again. Maybe we're tempted to think that. I don't know about you. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on a family plan where you have limited data for your cell phone. Has anyone had this? Is this still a thing? I'm old. I'm only 23. I thought I was like not that old. So anyway, we, uh, I used to be on a cell phone plan with my entire family and we were on a limited uh, f- like gigabyte plan and right around the 29th or the 30th, like 30th, if it was the 31st was coming up, it was like, okay, cool. We made it through this month and then you'd get the text. It was like, you've gone over your... Uh, plan for this month and you X has been charged to your account. And now if you have parents who are really good at budgeting, this is going to be an interesting conversation. And it texts, interestingly enough, everyone who's on the plan. And so seriously, it was like a, it was like a civil war in my house when that would happen. It's like, who used all the data? Did you use all of it? I saw you streaming Netflix the other day. You weren't connected to the Wi-Fi, And it was like this big fight. And now, okay, it's not hitting with anyone. Anyway, this was me that this happened in my house. And I was like, we wasted all of our Data, And maybe sometimes we are tempted to think that when, with our relationship with God, maybe we're tempted to think that we've wasted all of our tries. We've wasted all the times we've run to God to ask for help. And I'm telling you, friends, God is a very present help in times of trouble. And third and lastly, what's something that we think can stop us? What's something I think that stops us from going to God constantly when we're in trouble? Uh, I feel like sometimes we're tempted to think that we have to meet God somewhere in the middle in order to get his help. Like God is so holy, God's so perfect, and I've messed up a bunch. I feel like I have to kind of like earn my way back to like at least here, somewhere in the middle, and then God can come to me, and then he can help me. But that's not the story of the gospel, is it? Christ died for us while we were still yet sinners in Romans, Psalm 40, God lifted me up out of the pit of destruction. I didn't crawl out of it. God has met us where we are at and he still is meeting people 
where we're at. It doesn't mean we live in sin. It doesn't mean we stay there. But it should never, our shame or anything that we're struggling with should never stop us from wanting to meet with and go to God. We don't have to kind of dust ourselves off, clean up a little bit and get to a certain point in order for God to welcome us in. That's not the God we serve. God is very present help in times of trouble. This is a promise that we have as Christian. Very present means God very much cares about you. Very present means that the things that are very pressing and very stressful for you matter to God. Very present means that you are ready to run to him because you know that he will be there for you. God is very present in times of trouble, friends. Take comfort in that today. Take comfort in that today. I don't know how many times I've convinced myself for one reason or another that I can do it by myself, but I just can't. I just can't anymore. God is a very present help in times of trouble. So we've seen the challenge. We've seen the problems that we're faced with in life. When the mountains roar, when the seas, uh, uh, when the seas roar and the mountains tremble, it's the reality of our lives that we face troubles. We've seen the comfort that we have with God being very present. And then finally, I think that there is a calling here in scripture, a calling uh, that God alone is our refuge and strength. I believe that God alone is our refuge and strength. Finally, the very, very beginning of verse one, I think I have it here on the screen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, scripture is all about God revealing himself to us, right? God has come down uh, to meet with us. We didn't have to try and like climb up this mountain of spiritual wisdom and then we finally made it. God came down to earth. He gave us his Holy Spirit. He had his Holy Spirit write a book. So we pretty much have everything that we need in order to figure out life and godliness. And this is what that book is about. The book is about God showing up and God showing up for us and revealing himself to us. It's also about uh, his glory and his ultimate plan to redeem all things. Uh, it's an awesome book. I could talk about it for a while. Um, God's Holy Spirit inspired the writers of scripture in every single part, every small detail, every word, every like half word, every parable, every phrase, every period, dash, mark, all of it. God inspired it. I believe that. Our church believes that. We believe that here at Citizens. And so it's very important when we are teaching, when we're reading scripture, that we uh, carefully are delivering uh, a preach. We're delivering the content from scripture. We have to be very, very careful because the words are significant. We aren't careless with our words. We don't try and change the words to make them say something else. So it's incredible what the Bible says to us, but it's also incredible what the Bible doesn't say. God is our refuge and strength. God is our refuge. It doesn't say that God's gonna provide a refuge. It doesn't say, hey, when things get really hard, I guess God's gonna pull in at the end. It doesn't say when things are difficult, God's gonna give you a refuge. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be there. It says that God himself is our refuge. God is our refuge. God is our strength. It's incredible. It doesn't say that God's gonna bring us that. God's gonna deliver us to a place where eventually we'll feel better and we'll eventually have a refuge. God himself is our refuge. It's a calling into something so much 
deeper than we realize. It's a calling into a relationship with God where he himself is the thing that is strengthening us. He himself is the one, excuse me, who is strengthening us. And he himself is the one who is our fortress, our refuge. And I want to challenge you guys today. I want us to think about this. How often do we in our walk with the Lord, in our relationship with the Lord, do we see time with him as a means to an end? I hope I'm not the only one who's felt that way before. How oftentimes, uh, like, like we need peace, we need comfort, like I need those things, I need a refuge and I need a strength. So I'm gonna run to God, I'm gonna ask God for these things. God, I'm really struggling with anxiety today, can you give me help, can you give me strength? Cool, sweet, thank you so much, appreciate that. And now hear me out, I'm not saying asking God for those things is bad at all. But what this verse tells us is that God himself is the thing that is strengthening us. He himself is the one who is our refuge. So how would that change our prayer life? How would that change our relationship with God when instead of running to him and saying, God, can you give me all these things? I need all these things right now, which again, it's not wrong to run to God. How much would it change our hearts if we went to God and say, God, you are my refuge. God, you are my strength. Being here in your presence right now is the very thing that I needed. Being with you, because you are strength, you are refuge, you are the thing right now that is providing me with those things. How would that change our perspective? Instead of just looking at God to, for, for like this thing that can help grant us what we want, he is the one who is those things and he's providing those things. It's absolutely incredible. Now, Another thing I wanted to challenge us with, something that I've been thinking about recently. We don't run to God and ask for peace and refuge and strength in those moments. We don't run to God in those moments and ask for those things while still dabbling in the side with things of the world, right? God's calling us into something so much deeper. Maybe he's calling you away from something that you think was giving you refuge. Maybe he's calling you away from something that you think is strengthening you. And he's inviting you into something much deeper. And that's himself. That's him. That's the relationship that we have with him. There is an identity that is found in God himself being a refuge. And there's also an identity for us who take refuge in him. It's an identity of God and it's an identity for us. It's so much deeper than we know. God is our refuge. God is our strength. I'm gonna call the uh, band up here as we close our service. And I wanted us to just think of this passage as a whole. We've seen that there's challenges that we're faced with. We have seen that there's comfort in God's presence. And we've seen the calling to something much deeper to actually be with Jesus in those moments. So I want you to dwell on those things this week. I want you to dwell on those things as you're walking throughout your days. As you're thinking and looking for the things that might give you comfort, maybe start to see and start to recognize, maybe God is calling me to be with him and in that, he is my refuge and he is my strength. Let's all close our eyes real quick as we're thinking about this last thing. 
Like I mentioned in the beginning, there's uh, challenges and problems that we have all been faced with in this year. It's kind of the year for it. And if you've walked in this room with a burden, if you've walked in this room with some level of discomfort, something, uh, some mountains trembling in your life, some earth giving way in your life, I want you to know that the Lord is very present for you in this moment. The Lord is very present for you in this moment. Just a quick idea, just a quick thought for us. A good way to tell if you're holding on to God, a good way to tell that if you're in his presence is to look around you, see what's happening. If it's swaying, if it's crumbling, if it's giving way, then it's not God. Because God is our fortress. God is our refuge. God is our strength. Think about that this week. Think about that right now in this moment. So that burden you have um, in your heart right now, that thing that you're working through or thing that you're praying about right now in this moment, just know that God is very present for you right here in this moment. Knows that he loves you and he cares for you. Have this be a very personal time for you and the Lord. You don't need to tell me, you can tell me if you want. You can tell your small group leader if you want, but have this moment be between you and God as we're about to worship him, as we're about to look to him for everything we need, our living hope, our only hope. As we begin to sing, declare that truth together. Let's declare that together.